Welcome to Do It With Dan, entrepreneurial philanthropist, public speaker and author, creator of the Beyond Intention Paradigm. Here is your host, Daniel Mangana. Hello and welcome to another episode of Do It With Dan. I'm your host, Daniel Mangana, empowering you to live a more abundant, joyful, purpose-driven life. I've got a special guest today. Special because we both basically are working with the same badass crew who are helping us to get out there, share our message and touch lives. Please join me in welcoming Adam to the show. Hey, Adam. Hey, Dan. Thanks <laughs> for having me, man. I'm happy to be doing this with you, bro. Obviously, we've had a chance to catch a, a little vibe just heading into the interview and, 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 and get together. But I think this is going to be a good one. I'm interested to know more about you. Obviously, the faithful one sheet gives us some of the highlights. Right. But my intention is that that which I've learned of your story really makes me feel like the audience is going to get the opportunity to, to look through the eyes of someone who's been through a massively awesome adventure has come out on the other side and is inspiring people. Um, my friend Debbie talks about your dark giving, giving leave to, to finding your spark. So why don't you give us like the headline that we would have got from the, from the podcast one sheet, and then we're going to dive in and find out a bit more about you and how that affects what you're doing in the world today. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Well, the let's start with I am a life coach, mm-hmm. recovery mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, I recently sold uh, the business that mm-hmm. I ran for 23 years. It was family owned, so I was mm-hmm. third generation. Mm-hmm. But uh, so I have all the, the business accolades and, and all that. But more importantly, I am clean and sober for 14 years. Wow. And my recovery is what sparked a whole new rebirth of me. Mm-hmm. And it allowed me to access gifts and, and powers that I did not know I even possessed. Mm-hmm. So I was always helping people during the 14 years, which you and I can discuss. Always mm-hmm. service, service, service. And, you know, one day at a time, one mm-hmm. month at a time, one year at a time, it would grow. Mm-hmm. And I was attracting certain people. Before I knew it, I was helping celebrities and entertainers mm-hmm. and politicians and professional athletes. And when it was time to sell the business, I had a friend say, Adam, you know, this is something you should really consider doing professionally. You're amazing. Mm-hmm. And I jumped into coaching and mentoring with both feet. Mm-hmm. And what I bring is my recovery, mm-hmm. um, my 23 years of business, mm-hmm. my fitness and bodybuilding background, and my unique energy. But really, it's all about uh, the faith that I have found, the belief that I have found, the mindset that I have found, the emotional well-being that I have found. So I love talking about this because it, it, I can go into a little bit of my story about what it was like being an alcoholic and addict and what it is being like now, mm-hmm. um, what rehab is like for people. I love mm-hmm. sharing that. But we could also take the conversation wherever you want to go and whatever you want to share with the audience. Stuff mm-hmm. about you. See, what I, what I really would love to do here is... I'd love to give an angle on these aspects of your life mm-hmm. that really, really speaks to something that people can pull away. Sure. So for example, I personally, I drink socially. I've got, I'm, I'm one of those people that are blessed. I've got a thing in my body that flicks off. If I try to drink too much, I start to feel sick. So I, I've never really been paralytically drunk. Um, 
I've only ever had drugs once by accident. So <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. But I pers- my personal belief is that there's this narrative that there's something different, for example, about someone who's addicted to the hormones of stress and is getting their hit one way. And, and that sometimes people start to create some narrative that there's something different about staying clean from the high that they're getting from cheating on their partner or from running around and just working flat out because they're addicted to the buzz they get off of that. When I feel underneath what's really happening, and perhaps you can speak to this, I'd love to learn about this more for myself, is there's a hole that's not complete within themselves that they find, they're trying to find something to, to fill in. Am I on the right tracks as to what's going on there? A hundred percent. You know, the way I was taught is, you know, we're trying to fill a God-shaped hole yeah. with all of these different vices, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? So a lot of the people I meet, they're not necessarily always alcoholics and addicts, although mm-hmm. those are... Those are my specialty, but a lot of times it's what you're saying. Mm-hmm. It's unhealthy dependencies, mm, right? Unhealthy that. dependencies on the phone, unhealthy mm-hmm. dependencies on the gym, unhealthy mm-hmm. dependencies on your spouse, mm-hmm. too dependent on your, you know, too dependent on the children, and the lines get blurred. Mm-hmm. Okay, and they're not really living here mm. now. Really, what's happening is something is beginning to co- control them. Mm-hmm. rather than they controlling it. Mm-hmm. So if work is controlling you, you can't stop thinking about work. If it's, uh, I need to do a podcast, I need to do this, I need to hit my Instagram. I need, if you, that's, that's something that needs to be looked at. Mm-hmm. You know, the idea is to have total self-mastery. And that takes time and it takes patience and it takes practice. Mm-hmm. But we all have that thing that we don't want to look at until <laughs> until it just keeps resurfacing and somebody else is making us look at it. So do. yeah, we could talk about all of that, but addiction, you know, addiction is a very broad word. Mm. Just like recovery is a very broad word and mm. it's not always alcoholism and addiction. It's eating habits, it's yeah, overeating, it's gambling. Mm-hmm. It's like you said, it's sex. Mm-hmm. It, it's anything that is going to make you feel good now. Do you know what's coming up for me? And and you touched on this uh, in the different wording, but the thing that the phrase that's coming up for me is anything that robs me of my sovereignty over myself. Very good. Something that steps in to rob me of my sovereignty of myself. But when we're talking about addiction, we're talking about an unconscious running back to that thing, even if we don't consciously choose it. You know, someone that's, um, I don't know, someone that's at the, the bottom of a bottle and they look at themselves in the mirror that they don't want to, I don't want to be this person, but we're unconsciously running back to that, like you said, to fill that God hole. But that's the dynamic that we're talking about. 100%. And, you know, a lot of that is also denial or mm-hmm. it's not that bad or I'll start <laughs> tomorrow, you know, yeah. I'll start yeah. tomorrow, I'll change tomorrow. Mm. And it, it, it does become a journey of self-discovery mm-hmm. and knowing what you're powerless over, mm-hmm. what you can't stop doing. You know, that, you know, the famous definition of insanity, which is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. So it's fun though, because you can can keep playing with it, right? You can go go one further and go, Mm -hmm. it's doing the same thing over and over, knowing the result. (laughs) 
<laughs> right? Like so, and then it's this. What if it's just simply believing a lie? Mm. I believe a lie. Mm. I believe that when I do this behavior, mm-hmm. I'm going to get this result. And mm. it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. And we know it doesn't happen because you've been, you, if someone's been suffering with an addiction for a decade, you've never found, the, the God hole's never been full up. So you know it's not going to get you there, but you still keep going back to it. Oh my God, absolutely. Look, I didn't even know it was a God-shaped hole. By the way, nor did I know God from a hole in the wall. <laughs> you know, like I was, I was a very here and now, um, get from point A to point B as fast as possible, be mm-hmm. successful, try to make people believe I have the dream, mm-hmm. um, you know, never stop and smell the roses. I couldn't see the green in the trees. I couldn't see the brown in the bark, the gray in the cobblestone, the blue in the skies. I was just focused on what the hell I wanted to do. Instant gratification. Instant gratification in a world that constantly told me I need instant gratification. <laughs> And I, so I wasn't really, you know, I was living in that reality. And now, like yourself, because I did listen to a few podcasts, I know exactly who I'm talking to. (laughs) We live in a higher reality, you and Mm -hmm. I. You know, we live in a reality that you can actually live and, and enjoy and participate in life. And that's a big difference between the hustle, hustle, hustle. I need to do this. I need to do that. You know, recently I've been on a bunch of news, Fox, NBC, Mm -hmm. ABC, CBS, you name it. Mm -hmm. They started calling me the COVID coach because all the stress and all the anxiety and all the worries building up, Mm. you know, and people are addicted to the outside world. They're Mm. addicted to their lifestyle and their lifestyle has been completely smashed Mm -hmm. and now people are putting us the the pandemic has put a spotlight on the epidemic which is addictions and bad behaviors i was actually going to say that that for for people that i know this has shone a light for many people on on themselves and we don't have the same a number of stimuluses to run away to so I can't go and get smashed at the bar Friday night and forget about the fact that I hate my job and I hate my life because they're closed. I'm at home. And I don't know what it was like over there in Florida, but what they had here in Cabo, where I am anyway, in Baja, California, saw, they had a thing that you could only buy alcohol between certain hours and there were limits on how much alcohol you could buy. So people couldn't go home and just get lathered up at home. It wasn't possible. So people have been faced with themselves. What do you have to say to those who, because I want to start migrating a little bit more into your specific journey and how you're helping people, but I want to just cover this ground here. What would you say to someone who, for example, we're here in this pandemic, we're facing down ourselves, and they don't like what they see. Because I think that's kind of a crossroads because some people like yourself and we'll find out more about your journey, but I doubt that it was the first time that you heard the call, that you made the leap into this. <laughs> like There was probably a bit of Jonah in the whale before you ended up where you, was, where you are now. But for people that are perhaps coming up on that crossroads or have noticed that they've just kind of seen the crossroad up ahead or just behind them, what would you offer them as some, some guidance, some advice and support as they're looking at themselves and saying, I don't like this. I don't like who I see in the mirror. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of different things that we could 
tell them to do to, or at least try to practice. Mm-hmm. So one thing I tell people is take a pen to paper, right? Mm-hmm. Not fingers to keyboard, mm-hmm. take a pen to paper and start journaling what the hell is really going on inside of you. Mm-hmm. Or, and not even or, and find one person, one, one outside reference to your life that you can actually trust. And I mean trust. Mm-hmm. And it's weird how many people don't have that person that mm-hmm. you can tell anything to. Mm-hmm. I hate my wife. I hate my husband. I hate my freaking kids. I hate mm-hmm. my You need to find one person that you can unleash this on because it's inside of you, poisoning you, making you sick. And when you share it and get it out of you, now it's in the ether and now it's cut in half mm-hmm. to are holding it now. Mm-hmm. And, and hopefully that person has some wisdom to either A, talk you down or B, be honest enough to say, oh my God. I feel the same way too. <laughs> Which brings you back to being human. Mm-hmm. I tell people to exercise. You know, we store so much stress in our body, so much anxiety in ourselves. Mm-hmm. Move a muscle, change a thought. Mm-hmm. And slowly start stopping or changing that behavior. Mm. I would never tell somebody that's drinking a bottle of whiskey a day to just stop because they'll go crazy. Mm -hmm. You know, recovery from everything we're talking about, I don't mean to use that word and people think only of alcohol, Mm -hmm. but we just brought up alcohol. It starts with the slightest awareness and acknowledgement that I want something to change. Mm. Even if that means drinking less, yeah, monitoring it, eventually you're going to be on your path to whatever the true destination is and looking at what you called, what we called the God-shaped hole. What, mm. What's going on? Where do you not feel fulfilled? And by the way, that goes into a whole other se- separate conversation of, I know a lot of big, big names and celebrities doing exactly what they want in life mm. and they're not fulfilled. So mm-hmm. what's missing here? Mm-hmm. You know, wh- wh- where is Dan and Adam going to, to, to help solve this for people? Because if you're getting everything you want, mm-hmm and you don't feel fulfilled, or COVID's breaking you, and the jobs, and the, and you're not feeling fulfilled, something's, what's missing there? And there's a disconnect. There's a disconnect. There's a disconnect mm-hmm. to a spiritual life. There's a disconnect to what life's all about, mm-hmm. because you're, you're not happy. Mm. Let's start to go back. I want to go back 20 years. Sure. So not 14 years, 20 years. You've mentioned that you were, you know, living the life, you had the successful business, people are seeing from the outside. Was there an initial trigger moment or an initial kind of trigger events that kind of brought you to starting the journey towards? Because I, I, I think too many people discount the steps that they've already started to take that are bringing them on that journey of recovery. Like you said, it's not the day that I stopped any alcohol come into my system. It's the day that I was aware, oh my God, I'm, I'm, I'm having sex again with the prostitute that I've got from wherever, blah, blah, blah. Or I'm doing another line of Coke. I'm shooting myself up. I'm back in the casino, whatever the fudge it is, but there had to be an awareness and then the awareness 
you know, started some steps. And I just want to, for the, everyone listening, like Adam said, it's not stopping now. It's just that awareness and then starting to make the moves in the right direction. But I'd love to find out a bit more about your initial awareness and direction step taking that started happening to you. Am I right about the 20 years? Yeah. Was a bit earlier, a bit later? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'd also like to make sure that I say that I didn't know I was an alcoholic and an addict. Mm-hmm. I just knew that I was... Uh, a heavy partier and <laughs> all in kind of. So I go 20 years. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm about to be 15 years clean. So, so uh, 20 years, um, newly married, maybe married for two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm working my way up in the family business, working hard, play hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I drink to excess. Mm-hmm two times a week minimum mm-hmm. and I'm drinking whenever I can get away with it. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to play with Xanax and sedatives to calm down. Mm-hmm. And I'm feeling sick a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, taking Pepsi ACs and because my stomach is so sick from the boozing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I keep swearing to myself a new health regimen. <laughs> That's where I am. Meanwhile, trying to look the part, act the part, play the part, you know, mm-hmm. living a double life, truly. Mm-hmm. Showing everybody this face, this smile, this wink, but deep down inside, not being happy with what I'm doing, feeling extreme pressure uh, that I have to live up to uh, my grandfather and my father's uh, stature within the industry. Um, and really, really having a tough time admitting that I don't love what I do, but I'm blessed to have this opportunity and I would be a putz to try to go do something on my own. But you know, that actually speaks to something that I think there's going to be at least one member of the one listener that's in that same situation where the very thing that's keeping them locked in this lack of sovereignty through whatever an addiction is of any kind but the guilt and shame that they should feel a certain way about a thing is what's keeping them locked in this death cycle. Like with you, it's like, I don't really want to be doing this. Maybe you wanted to be an artist. Maybe you wanted to go and dance to the ballet. I don't know what, the, what it was. Maybe you wanted to be a sports star. But living up to other people's expectations had you locked in this, in this box that then you were sort of drowning yourself in, for want of a better oh, phrase, partying a couple of times a week. You nailed it. I'll be honest with you. So um, the family business was, it grew to be successful. It wasn't always that. And my Mm -hmm. my family asked me to be a part of it very young, Mm -hmm. not understanding, you know, looking back on it now, I understand that they were just wanting to provide a great lifestyle, but the pressure, Mm -hmm. I felt that if I ever wanted to do anything else, I'd be cheating on my family. Like they Mm -hmm. disowned me. You know, like this is who we are and this is what we do and, and this is going to be for you. Mm-hmm. That was the way it felt. Um, my perception of it is that's the, you know, still to this day is that's the way it was said. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's interesting is as time goes by, I just realized that these were loving parents that wanted to have the best for me. Mm. But I never even played or dared to dream with what I could do and would do. And I prayed that when I was working, that maybe I would have an aha moment. 
mm-hmm. something would fit and I'd be like, oh, I love it. But it never happened. Mm. It only made me work harder because mm. I was right and, and to prove myself. Mm-hmm. Which only made my dad proud and give me more money, which mm-hmm. only locked me into the business more because where else am I going to be making this kind of money, mm-hmm. which then made me angry. So I wanted to find more of a way to be better at it. So mm-hmm. I did something else better, which mm-hmm. he would give me a little bit more of a raise as he grew me, which mm-hmm. made me even more stuff because now I have this kind of lifestyle. How the hell am I going to jump ship to try this? And mm-hmm. it was just a vicious cycle of I'm not happy. Mm-hmm. I'm not happy. And there's some fear under there as well. Terrified. <laughs> Fear of the unknown. It's on the other terrified, side. terrified. Um, now, I would tell you the truth that I did have this feeling sometimes of there's something bigger. There's something. Mm-hmm. There's something great for me. There's a. I never knew that I'd have to face alcohols and an addiction to do it. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know that wasn't part of my plan. <laughs> didn't see this one coming, but no, here we are. <laughs> no, no, no. You know, um, but I do believe that that resistance that I heard in your story and that resistance that I have in my story, that's Mm. what makes us who we are. Mm. Right. Like the idea that resistance is what makes a muscle bigger. Mm -hmm. You know, the reason you and I are right now on this podcast and, and able to help these people and doing what we're doing in the world is because we face that resistance and and you and I got stronger from it. Mm. Um, and so I know, I know now I wouldn't be the man I am today without all those things that I had to face. Hmm. I think, and I'm, I'm intending to, to pick up some of these threads that I put down, but again, you just keep hitting the nail on the head with some just other nuggets. I just want to just loop around it and, and bring for the listeners too. It's this idea of going beyond being okay with something being a, be, going beyond getting past something and into true gratitude for something and recognizing that our journeys can be messy because it's the same with, with me, like the journey can be messy, but getting to the point where I can see, but this messy journey lets me be here and it's freaking epic being here today. And as much as it would have been nicer if it wasn't so, so messy yeah. on the way here, I'm freaking grateful that I am here and I'm grateful for the things that brought me here no matter how ugly they may have been. That's dude, that's that's what you and I want for everybody. Mm. I'm addicted now to feeling to, to facing my fears. Mm. I'm addicted to it. Like when I feel that that fear, and I by the way, I hate it. <laughs> I hate, I hate, but I'm addicted to like I know something so good is gonna be on the other side of it. And I know when I don't face it what that feels like from all mm. of those years. So when it's time to do something great, something big, mm-hmm. you know, I go, okay, like let let's do it. Even starting my own business and coaching career, mm-hmm. you know, I, I did not use one dime, Dan, not one dime of the money I made. That is for, that is to support my wife and my kids and my family. And I'm mm-hmm. on a budget, you know, all of that from selling the company, that's to take care of them. Mm-hmm. I went out, I got a credit card, mm-hmm. I got a line of credit and I got a loan mm-hmm. and I stepped into the fear saying, here we go. 
I don't know how I'm going to pay this off, but it's time for me to be me, Mm. you know? So I'm addicted to facing that fear. Mm. I love it. Mm. And and that was something that I heard in your story too. I listened to two or three of yours, which was you face these things. Mm -hmm. Um, That would be something that I would want people to take out of this call, you know, out Mm. of this talk, out of this podcast is that, you, you can't run away from it. Mm. You have to face it, whatever mm. it is. If you're unhappy in your marriage, don't worry. You'll be unhappy. You face <laughs> it. Face <laughs> it. And that doesn't mean leave the marriage. Mm-hmm. Maybe that means having a really tough, tough conversation that you haven't been able to have. Mm. You know, maybe it's saying, I we need to spice up our sex life. I'm mm-hmm. bored to tears. Mm-hmm. You know, face all the only way that we're not going to have these crazy, addictive, dependent behaviors is if we keep facing the things that scare us the most. Mm. That's beautiful. And I love that you didn't pussyfoot around going for this either. You're like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm not touching that over there. I'm going to put myself on the line. I'm going to make this happen. I had to. Damn, I had to. This was my moment. Mm. This was my moment. This was my time. And it wasn't easy. And I came up against a lot of resistance on that. Mm. Changing my Instagram and, and, and putting myself out there and saying, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. Doing it even under my own personality, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm a Superman guy. I love Superman. I was in a Superman shirt uh, literally the day I was born. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so making it the hero project with a Superman mm-hmm. S with a circle in the middle and, and, and saying like, this is me and this is what I believe in. And this is, and this is what I want to do for the world uh, mm-hmm. and for people and, and not looking back and developing programs, you know, 30 day program, 60 day program, 90 day program, doing coaching calls, um, then having the humility. You know, first I was like, okay, I, I was very turned off by all of these life coaching <laughs> Right. I'm like, okay, wait, I can research the person that created it. You know, I was like, I, I, but then when I started coaching people, I felt naked. I felt naked. Like, mm. okay, I have a lot of experience, but I don't necessarily feel like I have the authority. Mm-hmm. So I, so I opened up getting life coaching lesson one. I loved it. I freaking loved it. I loved the education. So I'm an addict. I got lesson level two, I got the level three. That was the highest. Then I got the mentorship one. Then I got mentorship two. Then I got the recovery coaching and I'm learning all these things. And I just was like, now I feel I got the insurance. I, I got everything, but, but because I'm such a schmuck and I'm such a hard head, I did it Adam's way. Mm. You know, but I'm here now. Mm-hmm. We learned we learned the hard way. <laughs> yeah, I just, that's like my natural. You know what I mean? Yeah, I have to take the road less traveled. I don't mm. know why. Mm. A friend of mine, Jen, she won't mind me mentioning her by name because she's very public about her journey. But the reason why I call her up is because I, I just want to pull in those listeners that are maybe where Jen was, and it's it touches on some of the things that we've spoken about today. So Jen, she's teetotal now, doesn't drink. Great. 
she wasn't getting paralytic and falling over. She was a good mum. She was getting to, to work on time and stuff. But she was just like, and she'll correct me uh, about it. But she's like, do you know what? I wasn't in control of how many glasses. One glass would turn into six. Or like a quiet night out with the girls gets a bit rowdy or whatever. And she's like, do you know what? She did the research into it and she was like, do you know what? People actually can die from the withdrawal symptoms of alcohol. And yet it's legal, but that doesn't happen with a lot of uh, banned substances. She was like, do you know what? I, I, I'm just making the, the conscious choice to do this. And for her, in my conversations from her, what I've taken, it was about stepping into a space where she's choosing what she's a slave to. Right. And she says, I'm not going to do this anymore. So for people that have moved beyond, we'll move beyond the people that they're looking in the mirror. They're not liking themselves. We've given them some great advice. You gave them great tips. Find someone that they can have those honest conversations with. Get it out from the chest. Get it down pen to paper, not typing it up. Get honest with yourself and start looking at what's really going on and then share it. But for those people that, you know, they're not... Have it every you know on the weekend at the end of the week. I have it a little bit, or yeah, maybe I watch a bit of porn. But everybody does, or whatever it is. What would you give someone like that from your? You know, someone comes in to from that. But what would you? What would you advise? Nothing. Them? Nothing. No. 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 Look, I have no judgment. Mm. No. See that? No. 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 This is not a moral high ground. Listen. Rabbis and priests can have a glass of wine and do a sermon. You know, if you can drink and drink socially, listen, if I had the power, Dan, I would love to have a nice tequila here with you and dip a nice cigar in it. And I, I, there's nothing wrong with these things until they control. If you like to watch a little pornography and that's your thing, <laughs> you and your wife like it, you and your stuff, like, look, it, it, it's what it's doing to you. Mm. What you're, it's how it, it's affecting you. How, so, and and what you said about your friend Jen is extremely interesting because what people, uh, what I would love people to know is making a decision takes one second. Mm. You could be a different person from one second to the next. Mm-hmm. It's continuing that cycle. Mm. You know, and that's when you'll start realizing if things are a problem or not. You know what I find fascinating? Um, I find fascinating these actors that I always used to look up to. That they, they call it like method acting. They mm-hmm. get so into the freaking character, so into it, study it, research it, um, make it up if it's Heath Ledger with the Joker, but they consume it. Everything around them is this character, this character, this character. So that way, and and they they literally embody, they embody mm. this character for this role. And then when it's done, we all call them geniuses. But isn't that interesting that you could do that with an avatar that you want to be? Mm. You know, if these actors can do it, why can't we do it? Mm. Just start thinking, believing, acting, surrounding yourself with ideas, thoughts, behaviors that that you want to look like to the world. And slowly, just like Heath Ledger turned into the Joker, Daniel Day-Lewis turned into Abe Lincoln and blah, blah, Mm. blah, 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 you will be that person. 
You know, we're all acting a part. <laughs> we're all acting a part. What, what was the point for you when you decided to start acting the part of the Adam that we've got in front of us today? Uh, I was nine days sober, mm-hmm. treatment center. Uh, everything they were teaching me was making a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. I had to do certain things um, like write my daughter two letters, one from 20 years, 20 years in the future, uh, sober, one 20 years in the future, and I never stopped drinking and drugging. Mm-hmm. I had to tell my story to these 30 alcoholic addicts, my, my rehab patient inmates that all like identify with me. I went to every 12 step meeting, every counselor meeting and the thing backfired. I thought there was nothing wrong with me. And I realized I was the sickest person there. Wow. And, and, um, trying to really abbreviate this story, but I had my, my spiritual experience that changed me forever. Now it came in the form of what would look like a panic attack. Mm-hmm. My, my blood pressure skied way over 180. Uh, I couldn't sleep. My roommates begged me to go down the nurse's station. I was sweating. I was hyperventilating. And really what happened now looking back and speaking to doctors and therapists was a part of my, my ego literally was dying. It was being crushed. Mm. And I felt like I was dying. I mm. felt like, and I didn't know what was going on. So just keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. And um, they gave me a paper bag to, to breathe in. And I was mm-hmm. so offended. I was like, this? I'm like, you got to give me one of those pills back there. Like, <laughs> you know? And they're like, what's wrong? You know, they look at my blood pressure. And I'm like, I think this is real. Mm-hmm. Talk about denial. That's what I said. I think this is real. I think all of this is real. All these, the, the God thing, the steps, the alcoholism, the addiction. The, 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 I think, and I think I have to stay here. I think I have to stay. Mm-hmm. And they're like, so what? What's the big deal? And I'm like, well, I told my wife I'd leave tomorrow. I said 10 days. They're like, just um, go and call her. And I go and I call her and I say, hey, listen, I have some really bad news. Uh, are, are, you, are, are you up? You know, are, are, are you sitting down? She said, um, you woke me up. It's 530 in the morning. <laughs> baby up. She's like, what, what's going on? And I said, I took a deep breath, you know, like I was so panicked. I said, look, I'm an alcoholic and an addict. I have to stay. And mm-hmm. I heard this. <laughs> she left. And she's like, I was never going to come pick you up. I was <laughs> never going to come pick you And she said, you see, it's you. It's you. If Adam can't do the 28 days and Adam needs this and Adam needs to go to the gym and Adam needs tequila and Adam, Adam, Adam needs to go to work. Adam, and uh, Dan, I saw two of me. It's called the parallel process in therapy. Mm-hmm. I did not know any of this until I explained all of it. Mm-hmm. But I literally saw two of me as if there was a movie. And I, I jumped at this one personality. I jumped in and I got on the phone and I said, listen, bitch, get in the car, get the divorce papers. I'm sick of this. We'll split custody of the kid. You know, just this arrogant, angry I'm right, you're wrong, mm. alcoholic addict, right? The, the guy basically that got into the tree, that, that guy. And then I saw this other guy. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if I had to lose all my money and be poor, lose the family business job, uh, be baptized, wear a yarmulke, I wear no shoes. I didn't know what this guy <laughs> had to do, you know? <laughs> but 
But then I knew that that guy was sober. Mm. And I jumped into that guy with both feet. That's what happened. That was my gen moment. Hmm. A part of me literally died, like fell like a big tree. And a new Adam was born. And I, one day at a time with God's help and people that came before me, reconstructed this Adam that you know now. And I attacked my program of recovery. I attacked it like I attack everything else mm. as if my life depended upon it mm. because it did. Yeah, I was going to say because it did. It did. And like I told you earlier when we first started, all these gifts that I did not know I possessed were dormant. They were, and, and what I realize now is we all have these inside of us. Mm. Some people out there are listening to this being like, I know exactly how he feels. I have, there's a reason I'm here. There's a re- and then you ready? The next thing is, but I have a kid already and I have a job and I have the <laughs> reality is too strong. Responsibility mm. is in our face. Mm. It kills dreams. Mm. I know that person all too well. That's my client. Mm. That's why I call it a hero. It's mm-hmm. the hero project. It's not now. It's, mm-hmm. I, I need the time. Why? Because we will eventually have you change from Clark Kent into Superman, Superman in Bruce Wayne into Batman, Batman. Mm-hmm. right? Tony Stark into Iron Man mm-hmm. or Robert Downey Jr. Alcoholic addict jail prison to the number one movie star in the world. It takes a little time, but the transformation is possible. Mm-hmm. That's why I love what I do. Hmm. I can feel it. Thanks. It's can see it in your eyes too, you crazy git. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is it, it Dan, it's like these talks, being on your show, these are these are blessings for me. These aren't just podcasts and they're not just it, it's like I feel like anything you and I can do to to get our message out there and to help other souls that have like, I listened to your journey, you know, like, God, I wish I had had this stuff back then. Mm. You could listen to somebody else on a podcast. It didn't exist. exist. Yeah. You could, you could watch movies. You can listen to Howard Stern. Mm -hmm. Uh, You could read an article in GQ magazine. You could not listen to people's stories and, and, you know, there's so much out there now for us to mm. help people. In terms of people who are listening to this and recognizing whether it's that they, they look at themselves in the mirror and they see this isn't who I want to be. Maybe they've found someone or maybe they're struggling to find that person. Or maybe like my friend, they're like, do you know what? I don't have a problem per se, but I'm not the one in the driver's seat. I want to do something about it. What are some steps that people can take to perhaps connect with you and and go a bit deeper with getting, even if it's some direction from you, whether it's working with you, getting into one of your programs, just to start bringing some dominion back into their experience and not be a slave to this thing that's not even going to work anyway? Yeah. So they can, uh, like, let's let's do it almost like I'm really here to help, right? So Mm -hmm. you can find me at Adam Javelin 
on anything. So it's Adam yeah. Javelin. We'll, we'll, pop in, we'll pop that in the, yeah. the show Adam notes. Adam Javelin well. on Instagram, Adam Javelin on Facebook, Adam Javelin on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always, always, always am there to do any type of free advice or anything that they need. Mm-hmm. I have an online free program that they can come in called the Hero 7. Right, mm-hmm. where they can they can actually start what they get a video every day mm-hmm. and it takes them through the seven principles that I live my life by. They're three minute videos, they're fun, they're entertaining, plus an eighth video. Mm-hmm. And then I'm extremely exclusive with the people I work with. Yeah. And I I really take my time, I pick them carefully because you know, working with me, it's gonna take serious commitment mm-hmm. because we're going to change and we're going to make that individual the person they always wanted to be. But if that person is not willing, I don't want to work with them. Mm-hmm. I don't want to work with them. If they're willing, I'll give them the, or an, or I have an, or we go in the canoe mm-hmm. and we start, put, right? this shit. They drop a, they drop the, or I will happily grab the oar and keep taking us forward until they're comfortable taking the oar again. But at the end of the journey, with every single one of my clients, they have both oars, they're canoeing, and I'm coaching going, let's go. Mm-hmm. Let's go. In that drama. Let's, yeah. And, and, you know, sometimes people play out these stories like, like building your dream and b- becoming the person you always wanted to be is, is it's negative. It's not. People are, a lot of people are just afraid to have conversations mm. because they're always afraid of what the other person's reaction is going to be. If they tell their spouse, I'm going to finally do this, or they tell their, but in, it's in their mind. They really don't know how that person's going to, to respond. And I walk them through that, that it's done lovingly and gently, and it's not black or white. And it's not, this is me, take me or leave me. It's, it's a, it's a, a really loving, nurturing, holy mm. process. I don't want to have a client and separate them from their families and separate them from their lives so they can go be a dreamer. The idea is to have everybody together, Intrin- like, like intrinsically happy, everybody else gets the benefits from it and you have everything you always wanted. You have, you are responsible, you have your family and you have yourself with the dream. That's what everyone wants, but we're all so wired to think it's this or that. It's not this or that, it's this and that. Mm-hmm. This or that is torture. It's torture. So I go for my dreams and I build myself up, but I have to lose all of this. Who the hell said that? Well, my wife or my husband or my kid. No, no, no. This is a story. This is a story that you're telling yourself. Well, my boss. Okay. Well, no one's telling you to quit your job. (laughs) But when am I going to find the time? You've got time. <laughs> Let me look at your schedule. <laughs> right? That's coaching. Yeah, yeah. Let me yeah. look at your schedule. But I got the kids at this time. Okay. No problem. What we'll time do you go to bed? There's, yeah. Yes, 
Yeah. And then th- now the person starts seeing their excuses. Mm-hmm. They start seeing their their fear. They start mm-hmm. saying like that what, what's happening is I'm so much more comfortable blaming everybody than actually doing it. Well, you can have way. it all. It's the easy way out, though. If I'm blaming someone else, then I don't have to take responsibility. Then I don't have to change because at the end of the day, like you said, change doesn't take time. Change takes an instant. A choice doesn't take time. A choice takes an instant. It's getting ready to let go of all of the BS that's keeping me making the same choice or or, or doing the same thing over and over again. Which is the mindset, right? And I'm Mm -hmm. not, by the way, I'm also not putting anyone down. I want them to know that and I'm not, but we all have these addictive memories. And and, and sometimes it's very, it's very real. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's trauma. Mm-hmm. And our mom did this and our dad did this or, we, or, or the spouse did this. And we keep thinking that that is going to happen over and over and over because we're conditioned to think like that. Mm-hmm. But you can break free of that. Hmm. You can break free of those thoughts. That's what you and I do and what you and I bring to the world. We, mm. we take that person. It's very much like the Matrix. <laughs> you know, it is. It is. You know, I, my job is to be Morpheus and my client is Neo. Mm-hmm. You know, there's that scene in it where, you know, they all know he's the one, sort of. You know, he doesn't know who he is yet. And, and he has to jump from one building to the next. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? And they say, you think he'll make it? You think he'll make it? And they're like, nobody makes Nobody it. makes it on the first jump. And he falls. Mm-hmm. Right? Morpheus still believes in him. Mm-hmm. Everybody falls their first time. Mm. And by the end of the movie, he's, he's the stopping one. bullets and jumping yeah. into things and all the other stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Th- that whole movie is a process of the, somebody learning to believe. Mm-hmm. And, and, and breaking old downloaded behaviors and old downloaded stories. And, you know, he, he goes into the matrix and he, it's still weird for him. He still sees that old Chinese food restaurant. Yeah, he I used thinks, to have noodles there. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it, it's not, it was never real. Mm-hmm. This is who he really is. Mm. You know, he wasn't ever that guy. Mm. He thinks he was that guy, but he was never that guy. He was in a, Oh, yeah, plugged in. And <laughs> yeah, so that's what you and I are doing. We, we're unplugging them. Mm. We're unplugging people, saying these are stories that you keep repeating and telling yourself. And by the way, you're not even sharing with anybody. And then you have people like Jen that can just do it. Mm. You know, I would not be of any use to Jen. Jen does not need a life coach. You know, I'm a luxury. I'm not a necessity. Mm -hmm. You know, Jen doesn't need that. Jen was able to somehow unplug. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. But for those that are recognizing that they've been trying for themselves or looking and playing out the same insane thing of, I'm going to go back to the sex. I'm going to go back to the gambling. I'm going to go back to the drug, whatever the addiction is. And it's not filling it in. They should head over to Adam Javelin. Please, please, 100%. 100%. Look, Neo had to be unplugged. He didn't mm-hmm. have a Jen moment. Mm-hmm. You know, Jen, I believe the Jens of the world are, are um, they're unique, they're special, but they're rare. Mm. Now, doesn't mean it doesn't happen. People have of moments of clarity all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, my prayer for Jen 
is that she continues. Mm -hmm. That's the hard part. Stopping's the easy part. But keeping it going. Keeping it going and what's fulfilling you now that you stopped. Mm. <sighs> just breathing all that in because this is this is big because we're not just talking, like you said, about a specific physical substance abuse or an action. It's anything that we're playing out to get that instant gratification to try and fill that gap. It can be behaviors, it can be thought processes, it can be, it can be a substance, but there's always hope to unplug. Always. And get free. Brother, always, always. And you know that you can, they, someone can listen to this podcast over and over. You, there's, there's so many different avenues. Mm. There's so many different avenues. Sometimes it's hiring a coach. Sometimes it's a baptism. Sometimes it's a long hike. Sometimes it's a 10 day vow of silence. Sometimes it's one meditation. Mm. You know, sometimes it's opening the old Testament or the new Testament or the Quran. Sometimes it's just listening to the secret or a new age book. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's just going on a run. Mm -hmm. Anything can happen at any time. If you're open for miracles. Mm. I love that. Adam, it's been an absolute honor to share space with you today and to, to hear your story, the journey that you've come on and how you're taking all of that and running around unplugging people from the matrix and, and keeping yourself unplugged so you can continue to be the light and be the man who's the variation of that letter for your daughter that is clean, is out there doing something that makes them happy, not living another person's story because it pays really well because it looks really good. Yeah. I want to thank you for your courage. I want to thank you for your journey. Thank you for the commitment that you have to excellence, the commitment that you have to excellence in what you're doing and just invite you to keep shining. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Brother. Thank you too. I thank you. I listen to you and, and you know, the hard part that people don't know for you and I is when you are that light mm -hmm. and you're in a dark room, Mm -hmm. all the crap comes to the light mm -hmm. all the flies and the gunk and the, and it's it's sometimes difficult to navigate this this road being the light you know that you are and I are people Thank don't you. realize that sometimes a lot of adversity comes because you're the light and there's a light. <laughs> you know put on a light in the garage when it's all dark and, you know, and watch how many mosquitoes come to it. You know, it's, it's, it's real in every, so I, I thank you and I honor you and I appreciate you having me. Thank you so much guys. Be sure to head over to adamjablin.com. Just give them a follow on social media, share this episode with someone who's, who's, who deserves to be a hero. Uh, do yourself the honor of, um, of, 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 of examining your experience, getting in the mirror, getting pen to paper, even if you're not necessarily come to one of those crossroads from yourself, the best prevention, no, the best cure is prevention. And that was say prevention is better than cure. Just have an honest conversation with yourself, especially in a world that's happening right now where we're having the opportunity to look at ourselves a bit more closely. Just ask yourself, is there something that I can do to step more into being the hero in my own life? Till next time, guys, keep dreaming with your eyes open. Remember, you can consciously choose to have a more abundant, joyful, 
purpose-driven and happy life. Bye for now. Amen. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Doing With Dan with your host, Daniel McGenna. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit dmpotv.com. We'll catch you on the next episode of Do It With Dan. Dan.